Welcome to the wonderful world of wine. We are your hosts, Mark Lindsay and Kim Simone, exploring all things wine with you. You can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. Hello again, everybody, and thank you for joining Kim and I today. We're here to talk all things wine with you, and we love talking wine, right, Kim? We do. We love to talk about it. We love to drink it. We love to think about it, read about it, everything and everything. can't say we like to drink. We like to taste it. That's what I tell my doctor. (laughs) I like to drink it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I'm not even drinking any today. Well, yeah, we we do. We're overdue. We are. Yes, we are. uh, we're going to talk today about Valentine's and wine. It's Valentine's Day is coming and here. And uh, Kim, I, I have so much to ask you about this. I'm sure our listeners are always seeing things out there and say, you know, how to pair chocolate with wine. And we saw a nice article. It was a chocolate company called CaldoChocolate.com. Mm-hmm who had a thing about pairing chocolate with wine. And um, when I think of chocolate, and I'm sure many people might think this, you're not really thinking about, let me sip wine with my chocolate. Do you think that way, Kim? Yeah. Honestly, I think that wine and chocolate are a really difficult pairing. You know, I think people think of both of them as very romantic and very both appropriate for Valentine's Day. So that's why I think that they they kind of get lumped together. But honestly, from a food and wine pairing standpoint, I think it is a fairly difficult match. There are some pairings that do work well, but having done a number of classes where we did chocolate and wine pairings, I would stick to cheese <laughs> and yeah. wine. If it's, I think it's hard to do chocolate. And I, I also, you know, over just in general, I think it's hard to do sweets and wine. So it's not chocolate specifically. It's more the, the sweetness of the chocolate that I think is is difficult to find a pairing with wine. Yeah, I think you're right. Like people are sitting down, you're having, you're picking up a piece of cheese with your wine. You're not really running to the, you know, chocolate uh, bar or, or you don't think of it. And it, it isn't very common. And, and I don't think it's one of the best pairings you can do, obviously, in the wine world. But we always go back and forth on pairings and matching either by profile, by texture or with chocolate. One of the biggest tips is always the sweetness levels, as you said, Kim, mm-hmm. and it's, the wine should be as sweet or sweeter than the chocolate. Correct. Is correct. The pairing tip, they always say. Yeah. So that's really at the heart of the issue of pairing sweet foods with wine is that you, the vast majority of the wines that we consume and that consumers even think about are table wines, which tend to be dry. And even if you have something with a little bit of sweetness to it, like, you know, a Riesling or a White Zinfandel, those are still lighter sweet wines. And the wines that go best with sweet foods really are sweet. So we're talking dessert wines, we're talking ports, we're talking, um, you know, even sometimes a Moscato Diasti can be a little bit too on the light side. So I think it's that a lot of the wines that are the best match with chocolate and with desserts don't tend to be the most popular ones and a little bit harder to get. I mean, not a lot of people have dessert wines kicking around at home, sitting on the counter ready for an everyday glass. So I think that 
that that is part of the trickiness of it as well. A lot of times I see Cabernet and chocolate. You know, <laughs> everyone thinks the classic pairing <laughs> is Cabernet and chocolate. And I think that is one of the the worst things. Yeah, it's not good. Right? Because the, there are, don't get me wrong, there are a, a lot of Cabernets that have hints of cocoa or, or chocolate. But lately, that's really rare in the Cabernet world mm -hmm. to me. I, have you found that style in Cabernet where you get chocolate notes as much? Um, not really. And honestly, it tends to, that tends to not be the style of wine that I gravitate towards in my everyday drinking. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I'm doing a big tasting, yes, I do run into them, but they're not what I'm generally going to be consuming with my meal or as a glass of wine. I'm just, yeah. I'm not yeah. a big one for those big oaky heavy things. Or I find it's the higher quality, more expensive mm -hmm. Cabernets that you would need to really pair it with the chocolate well. But you were saying it's Valentine's Day. Hey, I'm not saying don't go out and buy your wife or your husband a nice bottle of Cabernet and put a little chocolate with it because that's like the romantic thing you see out there. But it, there are other ideas we can give you and kind of guide you to pair it a little better if you're going right. to have those two together. Right. So I think one of the nice hints, and it came all the way at the end of this chocolate article, was to do instead of doing like a bar of dark chocolate, do a chocolate dessert, like a mousse or chocolate tort or chocolate cake, and do a more appropriate wine with those kinds of things. And I have found that milk chocolate is a nicer partner to red wine than dark chocolate. So I think that if people do want to do a little bit of a chocolate and a wine thing, go on the, the down the milk chocolate route, you know, go for something a little lighter. Do a mousse cake or pair it with a nice, rich, fruity Merlot or a Malbec, something that isn't too sweet. I mean, but the, I mean, those things will be sweet anyway, but I think that that's a little bit of an easier route. And then you don't need a lot of them because you have, you know, a little bit of dessert and a little bit of wine, you put them together, but I still would stick to those, um, those sweeter wines. I'm glad you mentioned that part of the article, Kim, because they did say before jumping into the chocolate bar, you like you said, do a chocolate pairing, some sort of chocolate dessert. So my question to you, Kim, as a woman on Valentine's Day, is it romantic to get a chocolate mousse in a wine instead of a chocolate box in a hot shaped box? I'd is be it, down with chocolate mousse. It, yeah. So, I mean, it's not taking away the whole romantic idea. It, it's okay. I, I don't think there's anything unromantic about chocolate in any form. Oh, Bring I, it on. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. But I, I'm just saying from my point oh, of view. Oh, as, as, as opposed man, to getting a box I, of chocolate. It's easier for me to go to store, pick up a hot shaped chocolate box with some wine. You're not going to be whipping a up a chocolate mousse cake. Yeah. But I like where the article was going saying, you know what? It's not all about that chocolate bar or the, the, mm -hmm. the chocolate, it, you can, you know, think about it as a dessert or chocolate dessert. Yep. Which was chocolate truffles. Chocolate truffles would work very nicely. Yeah, I remember point. way back, at least we did years and years ago, I forget what winery it was in California, but they did like gift boxes for Valentine's Day and they had two gift boxes and one was for you give it to your partner you give it to your love and the other one is you give it to your ex <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> so there was something in there that i think it was like spicy chocolate and it was like heavy zinfandel and then the other one had 
I don't know, <laughs> other oh. kind of red wine, but I think it was on the sweeter side. So I think it was a red sweet dessert wine and good chocolates and like, I don't know, massage oil or something uh. else in there. But I thought it was very clever because they did, you know, all the appropriate. And I thought at this time, you know, not a lot of people were were recognizing that sweet wines are what is needed for chocolate, but it all worked. Like when you thought about the pairing of the wine and the chocolate, they actually went together really well. And I thought that that was, um, that was wonderful because I was like, oh, they're following the rules. They're doing it right. So, you know, putting a bunch of little things together for that kind of thing is, uh, I think is, is a good way to go. Yeah. Well, any guy who's buying something for his ex on Valentine's Day is in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I believe this one had a voodoo doll in it. So. Oh, hey. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's keep on the chocolate. Let me ask you, one of the tips it gave in the article was to pair wine with a good quality chocolate. Obviously, this article was written by a chocolate company. Right. But I had, as a foodie, I have a question to you, Kim. What is considered good quality chocolate because I always see things, you know, the percent of cocoa, right? It's like how much of, is that how much of the bean is in the chocolate? Is that how that works? Yes. Yeah, so it's the percentage of cocoa in the bar as opposed to other things like sugar, like cocoa butter, like so, any milk products, things like that. So the higher percentage, does that mean it's better quality, like compared to a Hershey bar? Yes and no. So yes, generally, the higher the percentage of cocoa in there, you know, th the thinking is that that makes it a better quality. But really what you're doing is you're getting closer and closer to unsweetened chocolate. So there's, they're going to be less sweet as you get into those higher percentages. But a lot of it does depend on who the producer is. So you could have a 75% chocolate bar not made by a great producer who doesn't use really good quality chocolate. And it's not going to be as good as, say, a lower percentage chocolate from a better producer. So you could pair a drier wine with a low sweetness chocolate. Is that kind of where we I could mean, go? Technically, you could. And I think that's where a lot of the idea that chocolate and red wine go together and red and dry red wine specifically, because I think the thinking is, oh, if, if I'm pairing an 80 percent bar of chocolate, it's not going to be very sweet. So therefore, I can put it with a not sweet wine. But there are so many other things texturally going on with chocolate and wine that I think that when you get to that point, it gets a little clashy. So there are tannins in red wine, just as there are tannins in chocolate, believe it or not. So I find that when you get up to those levels, if you're doing a really tannic red with one of those darker chocolates, they, um, they kind of clash. Their tannins clash. The lack of sweetness kind of clashes too. I don't know. It's a, it's a bizarre feeling, but I think there at some point there's too much similarity between the wine and the chocolate as far as how it feels in your mouth. Well, I must say, based on quality, I can say every time I have done a chocolate and wine pairing, I do have bad experiences when I'm using less expensive, like Hershey bar off the shelf sure. type of chocolates yep. versus real good quality chocolate that you would get from a chocolate shop. So yep. I, I totally agree. agree with that. What about one of the tips they said pair light to dark also if it's a light chocolate to a dark chocolate, you want to pair a light wine 
to a full body wine. So the yes. weight of the wine versus the, the lightness of the chocolate. Do you, yeah. you agree with that as well? I completely agree. Just like how we approach food and wine pairings that are not sweet, that are, you know, appetizers and chicken dishes and, you know, all of these things that we talk about when it comes to food and wine pairings. Lighter, you know, you want to match the body of the food and the body of the wine. So lighter wines with lighter foods, heavier wines with heavier foods. And, and that does work with, um, with chocolate as well. So like you wouldn't want to put a Pinot Noir with a really heavy, dark chocolate. What about yeah. we fight about this a lot. What about uh, <laughs> textures or profiles of the wine versus the sweetness? Oh, you I know you towards... love you love the flavors in the wines and the matching. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking. Do you think if the profile of the wine or flavor you're getting in the wine, be it chocolate or mint, say, no matter if mm -hmm. it's dry, if it's dry, but it has a profile that matches the the flavors of the chocolate, is that still a good pairing if it doesn't have any sweetness in the wine? I don't think so. And I know you disagree with me with that, but no, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I just, I, I want, you know, that's your own. Yeah. My opinion know. is no, I you yeah. still like the sugar is the most important part. You need some sweetness in that the one. The sweetness together. Yeah. Okay. I know in the past when we did the cookie thing, I kind of. I know. I always think of the cookie the fence, thing. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> thin winds and Cabernet just no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they mentioned some recommendations. Maybe we should go through a few of them. They're saying white chocolate. You should pair with a uh, sherry or a Moscato Diasti, which you, you mentioned earlier on the mm -hmm. show. I've never done either of those. I, I don't even think I've had white chocolate with wine. Have you? I, I think I have, but I don't really remember what my experience was. I believe I did a sweet white. So either a Moscato or a Riesling. Yeah. Yeah. They and, said and obviously it didn't. Yeah. But it, it mustn't have made a big impression because I'm not remembering the pairing. <laughs> And you mentioned milk chocolate. Now with mm -hmm. milk chocolate, Kim, they mentioned you're bubbly. They said pair milk chocolate with champagne. Have Have you ever done that? Not with champagne. I've paired milk chocolate with lighter reds, and that surprisingly has worked. So milk chocolate with Merlot or milk chocolate with Pinot Noir are not terrible combinations. Yeah, and they did. They did suggest that, and mm -hmm. I just can't see the champagne and. No, I wouldn't. I really would stay far, far away from white wine unless it's a sweet white. I mean, that's a beautiful Valentine's gift idea: bottle mm -hmm. of champagne with some chocolate. But I think if you put them together, the acidity no. of the the champagne or the of the I don't know, just the profile yeah. of the champagne. It doesn't sound good to me. It's I'm like how people lover. want to do champagne and wedding cake together at a wedding. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Please. You're going to ruin both. <laughs> so then they moved to dark chocolate. They said a 50 to 70% chocolate with, now we're getting it to heavier. They're saying where the Cabernet comes in, the Zinfandel. They said a Pinot Noir for some reason, which is, I think, too light and a port. Mm -hmm. What do you think of those pairings with dark chocolate? The Zin can work. I've done it. It's... It, it's not something that I really love, but it can work. And I know some people really do like that pairing. So I, I'm not going to just say no, never do that, because I think of all of the dry red wines out there that you can do with dark chocolate. Zinfandel might be my go-to because it can be so lush and fruity and jammy that even if there isn't actual residual sugar in that bottle. It's so fruity sometimes and so ripe that you can get 
a decent pairing, I think, with a sweeter chocolate. I would, however, go for the port because that is a wine with some sweetness to it and the sugar and the the richness and just the the overall um, package of of a port does go very nicely with chocolate and chocolate I, desserts, not just chocolate, but port yeah. and chocolate dessert can be a really, really fantastic match. I agree with that. And I want to touch on the Zinfandel a little later, but your, your point on the port, I would say to our listeners, if you want someone to be your Valentine, get some dark chocolate and port and you're all set. <laughs> so then they also yeah. mentioned bittersweet chocolate, Kim. And they said a Bordeaux, a Beaujolais, or Shiraz, again, port, or Malbec or Zin. So some interesting, I, I don't even think I've had bittersweet chocolate on its own other than in some sort of dessert. Yeah, but b- bittersweet and dark chocolate really are synonymous. There's not very much difference. I'm sure there's more of a, a technical difference from a baking standpoint that probably just has to do with their sugar levels. I'm I'm not very knowledgeable on, on this, but I don't really know what the difference between bittersweet and dark chocolate is. Now, we're not talking unsweetened. Because unsweetened, like unsweetened baking chocolate that has no sugar in it that you would use, you know, for making brownies or a chocolate cake or something. That's something completely different. That's got no sugar whatsoever. But I I don't know where they're going with the differentiation between dark chocolate and bittersweet chocolate. You're listening to The Wonderful World of Wine. We are your hosts, Mark and Kim. Every week you can find us on Franklin Public Radio. Past episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you're looking for more information about Mark, you can find him at franklinliquors.com and more information about myself at vinitaswineworks.com. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking Valentine's Day pairings and wines, sweet wines, chocolate, dessert, everything that you need to know about getting a special gift that involves some wine for your sweetie this Valentine's Day. So, Mark, we were just talking about chocolate and chocolate and wine pairings. And our second article has to do with (laughs) food aphrodisiacs and how to pair those with wines. Interesting article. Catches, catch, catches your attention, <laughs> that's for sure, right? So how do we start with this, Kev? Huh? The list well, let's see. Let's, so, go, let's go. There is a, a list, a list of foods that have traditionally been considered aphrodisiacs. We're starting with probably the most familiar, um, which is oysters. And then, um, you know, we got a little scientific background on whether these, you know, <laughs> is there any basis for... <laughs> For these foods being considered uh, this way and got a little of a uh, wine recommendation from a couple of uh, wine professionals as to what they like to pair with these certain foods. Now, I know you don't like oysters. No. I'm, I was going to ask you, Kim, do you think they actually sell a lot of oysters on Valentine's Day? <laughs> I think so. I was at Whole Foods yesterday and there was a guy in front of me who was buying like loads of oysters. So. Oh, boy. Stay away from that guy. <laughs> Man, I, I just, and, the, I, and the the fish guy behind the counter was like, "How many people are you serving?" He goes, "Oh, just two. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, good. You know, that's you know, you stick into your COVID restrictions yeah. here. <laughs> He's getting ready for Valentine's. But it's like, I'll just have the tuna. Thanks. <laughs> wow. Well, what's the? But I, I mean, think that they probably do sell a lot of oysters around Valentine's Day. The, and we talked in the past oysters in one of the classic pairings, Cam. Right? Oysters. Right. Chablis, correct? Chablis is 
usually, I think, the go-to that a lot of people uh, think of when you talk about oysters. But there's actually a lot of variety that I've found. There's a lot of white wines that that go really nicely with oysters. Yeah. The two things that were recommended in this article were um, Muscadet from the Atlantic coast of France, which is also a wonderful pairing because there it's a li- it's a little salty, it's a little creamy, really does play very nicely with the flavors of an oyster. Um, a great pairing, one that I've had a number of times. And then they also recommend um, Cremant, so sparkling wine from France. Also, you know, I mean, you know me. You're all over that. Bubbles go with everything. Yeah. So <laughs> but refresh my memory, Kim. In this mm-hmm. article, it was interesting because they said the food, they said the item, and they said for him, we recommend this. And for her, we recommend this. On oysters, what was the him and her? Did you write that down? Because- from from which, um, which professional was saying? So yeah, he... What- he liked the bubbles with it. Uh, she liked the muscadet with it. Okay. So I don't think it was That's... like this is this is better for oh the recommendation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it was more what their um what their personal uh, preferences and experiences are. So that's interesting. He he said he said sparkling. He said bubbles. Yeah. Wow. But wow. I've had um. He's I've your had Valentine. Whites. That's your yeah. Valentine. He's a good Valentine. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I've had Spanish whites, so whites from Galicia in the northern part of Spain that are, again, that light, crisp, bright style of white wine. Anything that pairs, I think, with seafood does go really, really well with oysters. So you can do a lot of good Italian things, Greek whites also. So there's there's a lot out there. Just don't do red. <laughs> stick to white. <laughs> Definitely yep, stick exactly. to white. Exactly. Yeah. And then they mentioned chocolate recommending yep. sherry or port, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And, one, and th- one wine that we haven't mentioned that yep. I personally think goes very well with chocolate is brocchetto. Oh, so yeah. Brocchetto, is for, for those of you who are unfamiliar with this style of wine, I like to call it Moscato's Red Sister. So it's like a red raspberry, strawberry flavored. It's not flavored. It's the flavor of the grapes, um, almost grapey, bubbly, sparkly, semi-sweet, wonderful, wonderful red wine from the north of Italy. And there are other places in the world that do make other sparkling, slightly sweet red wines too. And I, I do find that those are really a lovely pairing for chocolate. And they always say Brachetto from Piemonte is the best wine for valentine's that you've it has the history of being the wine of seduction supposedly cleopatra used it to seduce certain gentlemen cleopatra Um, yeah it has a huge history uh of Mm. course it's italian so it goes way back um (laughs) but you like it because the style i like it because of the story i mean it has a story (laughs) and they always tell me this is the wine for for valentine's day so it's we could the, use that as a tagline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and love it's, it. It's red. I mean, it's the dark colored uh, rosé style. So, I mean, it's it works perfect. So, yeah. the hint oh, to our so listeners. Good. Hint that to would, our that's going to be my vote for Valentine's Day. It's Dubrichetto. And it's yeah. got a little fizz, so meet mm-hmm. your sparkling needs. That's right. So, the, the next food item I had to ask you, Kim, they mentioned this article was strawberries. Do you associate chocolate-covered strawberries as Valentine's romantic item? Yeah. Over chocolate, yeah. Well, you got the chocolate and you got the strawberries. They both, both. Of, yeah, yeah. The problem is, especially up here in New England, Valentine's Day 
in the middle of February, the strawberries aren't, aren't yeah, really good quality. Shape. Yeah. So I would rather have my chocolate-covered strawberries in June where they're fresh and local and actually taste good instead of, you know, being winter strawberries. And they both recommended the same wine for this. What did you think of the pairing? Moscato Diasti with chocolate-covered strawberries. See, this is where I would go with the Brocato. This is where I would go with Moscato's Red Sibling. Yeah, both sweet. Yeah. It's sweet, but the flavor of the wine with those red fruit notes picks up the flavor of the strawberries. It's perfect. But I can see where you would want Moscato. Yeah. It's a little bit yeah, easier to get than Brocato. Um, still has a lot of beautiful fresh fruit flavors. And I've seen a lot of like um, cocktail recipes that use Moscato that you put strawberries in. So I, I do think that those are two flavors that that could go very, very nicely together. I'm a little bit less sure the Moscato and the chocolate would go together. See, the Moscato Diasti is fizzy, little light. It's light, it's light alcohol. I'm surprised one of the, especially a gentleman who recommended this, the champagne for the other pair and didn't say Asti Spamonti. Give it a mm. little bit more carbonation, still sweet. A little sweet. more bubble, a little yeah. more body. And it's yeah. more romantic to me because it's fully carbonated mm. than the Moscato di Asti. But that's just me. So now, Kim, I have to ask you, I had some other things that kind of bugged me about the whole Valentine's and chocolate thing. All right, bring it. Here's where I'm going. Every time you see a wine and chocolate pairing, and I see them all the time, Instagram, Pinterest, it never mentions chocolates, which I consider higher-end chocolates that are filled with nuts or fruit. Mm. So let's take it to the next level. You get a chocolate that's filled with some sort of nut. I don't care what it is. Isn't that one of the perfect pairings for like a tawny port or a sherry. Yes. Oh, you went right? exactly where I was hoping you would go. I actually think that chocolates that have things in them, whether it be, you know, a truffle filling or like you said, like a nut filling or even like chocolate covered cherries, something like that, make them easier to pair with wine. Yeah. Because you have yes. other flavors and you don't have all that overwhelming sweetness. You've got hazelnuts or you've got almonds or you've got toffee. But yeah, definitely would totally up the port game if you've it's got so something many with nuts. more pairing options. Mm -hmm. You know, here's where, you know, our listeners should like run down to Green Mountain Chocolates and look in that case, there's some excellent fruit or nut-based chocolates and think about, different wines for that. And to me, that is the perfect Valentine's idea. And this is where I want to get back to your Zinfandel comment from earlier, because uh -huh. typically Zinfandel is jammy fruit, right? Absolutely. Wouldn't that be perfect with some fruit filled like raspberry, strawberry, chocolate Yep. with a Zinfandel? Totally. That, I, And I think, like I said before, that would make the pairing much more successful because you have more flavor components that are going to match with each other. And also, if you've got like a, a fruit jammy kind of thing in there, you're going to have more acidity because those things have to have a little bit of tartness and that's going to play nicer with the wine too. And that's exactly, we're on the same page know, today, Kim. You know? <laughs> That's where I was going next. I'm thinking cherry filled now chocolates, right? You see the cherry chocolates, mm -hmm. perfect with a little bit, a wine that has maybe a little bit more, like you said, acidity, something Italian, something cherry profile with acidity, but it's oh, dry. Oh, I don't know. Kim. I would still, see? I think I would still stick with, stick with like a Zin. 
I don't think oh, I would I go to. I, see, I thought no. I had you. Mm-mm. I thought nope. I had you going with the profile. No, nope, I am not going to. A nice cherry, like, like a multiple Giano thing. No, anything. Most Italian reds, we, we're going to say the cherry. Yeah, no, I'm putting the brakes even on it. Too, no, the acid's wow. too high. The acid's too high and the wine is too dry. Nope. Nope, See, I, the I love on. that. A- I love that acid with the with the cherry fruit. <laughs> Man, I thought oh, I had look, you. Oh, look, we found something to disagree yeah. on today. See? Wow. Okay, I listened. It's back always better when we when we're when we have a difference of opinion. Well, I'm glad we we went to the ch- the the nut and the fruit thing because I think I mean you see those cherry filled chocolate right sure. very common right yep. so I think or even kind of- you know chocolate covered fruit you could do. We talked about chocolate-covered strawberries, but there's also, you know, chocolate-covered pineapple and chocolate-covered right. raspberries. And I mean, you're talking about Green Mountain chocolate. There's also chocolate-covered potato chips. So oh, really the chips, well yeah. Now, would you <laughs> now that with sparkling? I'd say. I bet that would be good. That that works. That works. So, last thing I had to ask you: What are your thoughts? There's a lot of products out there that are chocolate wines. They're actually two versions there's a creamy version that's made with wine and there's a wine that they throw chocolate in are you a fan you think it's a valentine's idea or i definitely think it's a valentine's idea i haven't had i know there was a trend last year the year before about making hot chocolate with red wine i I never tried it but i have had the chocolate wines and it was like one of those things that I didn't want to like it. You know, I wanted to be against yeah. it. I'm like, no, this goes against everything I believe. But I'd be Would you pair them with chocolate? Um, no, I think there'll be just too much chocolate. Too much, yeah. There's enough chocolate in the wine. I think it's a standalone kind of thing. But, you know, the ones that I've had, not so bad. Yeah. Honestly. I- I agree. I'm just saying for the listeners out yeah. there, there are other ideas. There's Someone options. can't eat chocolate or, you you know, you might want to not give the Valentine too much chocolate, you know, <laughs> so you get you can get the wine and stay away from the chocolate. So anything else you want to hit on about Valentine's, Kim? The one last thing from that aphrodisiac article that you did not touch on was Uh-oh. spicy food, Oh, which so I know you're not a we, fan of. So. Yeah, where are you going with it? Um. You know, I'm going to go back to sugar, sweet wine. Do so you're something... saying spicy chocolate with sweet wine? No, spicy, spicy. Just like, spicy. Like like hot peppers, like curry, so... <laughs> like Indian food. I spicy probably food. I probably didn't write it down because it's Valentine's Day. You're going to give your Valentine spicy food? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe okay. your Valentine really likes spicy food. Yeah. And then okay. this is a treat for them. Okay. <laughs> But anyway. (laughs) Okay. So spicy, you're saying, what what wine did you say again? I'm sorry. Uh, An off-dry, slightly sweet wine. This this seems to be the theme. (laughs) Yeah. Do wines with a little bit of sweetness. You know, we always talk spicy food. I I would say Riesling again, right? Yep, me too. Sparkling Riesling even. It could. Even better. There's a lot of variety out there. So we hope uh, the listeners got some ideas, Kim. I yeah. know you, you gave me some things to stay away from, uh, <laughs> you know. And I'll be honest, I've never given my wife on Valentine's wine, ever. Never, have ever, you, huh? Have you ever given your spouse wine um, and chocolate? I give him wine wine on... and chocolate? No. See? I give him wine for Christmas sometimes, though. So that's, that's <laughs> kind of guy. how we started, right? I mean, it, it's always seen as wine and chocolate on Valentine's but Day. But I will what? serve wine with dinner. All right. Yes. So it, it it's just 
funny how it's, you know, you see it, this is the pairing and this and that, but people, I don't think really do it. Yeah. Well, maybe for Valentine's Day this year, I will open a nice bottle of port and we'll have some of that with the with some chocolate. Sounds good. Just stay away from the spicy food. <laughs> spicy. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. And to you too, Kim. <laughs> you too, Mark. Thank you for joining us this week on The Wonderful World of Wine. We have been your hosts, Mark Lenzi and Kim Simone. You can find us every week on Franklin Public Radio 102.9. And past episodes of our show on SoundCloud and iTunes. And as always, find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. Cheers. Bye, bye.